Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And Make sure you send a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Is Oklahoma's dominance of the sport of softball a good thing for the sport? That's the question that I want to start with today. OU has won four of the last six national championships in softball. They're going to try and make it five of the last seven. And whenever I look at what Patty Gasso has done for the Sooners, it is, it's just incredible. They are by far and away the standard in college softball at this point. And she's done it through the transfer portal. She's done it through recruiting. She's done it through hard work and dedication, which is things that she preaches and, and, and talks about. But is that a good thing for the sport as a whole? Because when we get to this point in the season, for the last several years, it's really been Oklahoma and then everybody else, Oklahoma versus the field. Um, there, there are risers and fallers. UCLA has been in the mix for several seasons. They're already out of it uh, in this year's tournament. But we've seen teams like Oklahoma State and Texas emerge. We've seen teams like Florida State push the Sooners. Uh, Florida, a few years back, um, pushed the Sooners. You know, other schools like that have have certainly had their time in the sun. But Oklahoma has been the standard for several years, and they've won six national titles under Patty Gasso. So, uh, is it good for the sport? I think that there's a couple ways that you could answer this. Uh, the first answer would be from just the general softball fan. No, because you look at it and this is the funnest. This is the most fun that you're supposed to have all season long is when the tournament starts. And if there's people tuning out the tournament out there because they already know what the end result is going to be. Well, first I would question your fandom if that is uh, how you feel about it. Uh, because you're supposed to give your team the benefit of the doubt until there's absolute, until there's no question uh, that things are finished. Because it's not really ever done until it's done. Um, nobody saw UCLA beating Oklahoma in the semifinal to to force a rematch uh, heading into last year's championship series, and then obviously the Sooners came back and and dominated them in that game. But uh, there are things that. Uh, happen in sports that, you know, nothing is ever finished until it's finished because upsets happen. And so if you go into this thinking that things are over with and that your team doesn't have a choice or a chance against the Sooners or against whoever in the NCAA tournament, then again, I question your fandom because we see things like uh, first thing that comes to mind is the miracle on ice. Uh, When Team USA defeated uh, the Russians in uh, on the, in hockey for for a gold medal back in the eighties, or the two thousand seven Patriots who went seventeen and zero in the regular season, went eighteen and zero, and then lost in the uh, Super Bowl to the New York Giants, uh, or Leicester City winning the Premier League in twenty sixteen. Like we see these upsets happen all the time, and it's it's something that goes over all sports. It's not just softball or, or, or football or basketball. It, it 
encapsulate sports as a whole. That's what makes it fun is you just never know what's going to happen when you're on the field. And so I think that people saying that Oklahoma dominating the sport the way that they have is a bad thing. I question your fandom because what do you expect Patty Gasso to do? Do you want her to just not use the transfer portal? Do you want her to just quit recruiting the top talent to the, to Norman? You just Is she just supposed to uh, give those things up? Is she just supposed to let other teams adapt and change and, and just remain the same and, and uh, hope that she can be successful? No, that that's not, that's ridiculous. Um, and I think that it would be ridiculous to even think that that's, that's what should happen. Um, if anything, I think that their dominance elevates the sport. And I say that because if you can't beat Oklahoma, then you have to change things and you have to adapt and you have to become better and you have to advance your program uh, to get to the where, where they are at uh, on the field. That means uh, different recruiting styles or different pitches. That means name, image, and likeness, the NIL side of things that's become, a, a become very prevalent in recruiting for all sports. Um, putting together better packages for, for players like that. That means making better or putting more money into facilities and, and, and making sure that uh, you're up to date on facilities around the country when it comes to uh, what you're showing uh, recruits whenever they come on visits. These are the kinds of things that are, they, they only happen if you have a team like Oklahoma dominating the sport because everybody else is trying to live up to the standard. The standard is there. You see it. And it makes for a better sport if you have a team that's doing that. I, I think the NFL was at its best um, whenever the Patriots were doing I mean, the, the last 20 years that we've watched the New England Patriots be what they were under Bill Belichick and, and uh, Tom Brady is just, it's incredible. They the long lasting success that they had together. I do believe one hundred percent that it made the NFL better um, over that stretch of time. So I think when you have a team dominating, it is good for the sport because not only that, you have people tuning in to watch. I mean, it's like watching the the Chicago Bulls in the nineties, or or if if the nineteen twenty seven Yankees were on television. Uh, as the Sooners have been compared to that, that those are just the kinds of things that people tune in to watch. It's greatness. We everybody is chasing greatness, and Oklahoma has found a way to consistently be great over the last decade uh, plus, and really two decades under under Patty Gasso. But but what they are doing right now is really unprecedented. Um, and the Sooners they'll take on Clemson today in uh, Marita Hines or on Marita Hines field, which is the last time that we will see the Sooners play a series in their complex. They're, they're going to move to Love's field next year. Capacity is going to double. It's a huge uh, step for, for the program as they transition into the sec. And it's a really good thing for, for Oklahoma softball, but it is going to be a little bit sad to watch that because all the, all the players that have come through Norman and, and all the championships that, that Oklahoma's won, they've they've won with that as their home stadium. So it'll be 
uh, it'll be emotional this week, but the good news is uh, the new complex that they're about to move into is state of the art. It's going to be one of the best in the country. And, and Patty Gasso certainly deserves that after her 29th season, uh, 29 seasons at Oklahoma that she's been so successful to this point. So it'll be, um, it'll be a fun weekend. The Sooners are going to take on Clemson. And uh, that'll be one of the games that we talk about here as we transition, uh, transition into our super regional preview. Um, we had a couple of games last night, just to catch you up. Florida State took down Georgia 8-1, to one, uh, another dominant performance from Catherine Sandercock. And, and the the Seminoles really, to me, are the, probably the second best team in the country at this point in time. I think that they're the one team that can push Oklahoma uh, if they were to get to a championship series. Uh, I do think that the Seminoles would provide a stiff competition for, for Oklahoma. Um, they'll play Georgia again tonight at 7. Um, and, and that game, <coughs> excuse me, that game will be on ESPN plus Stillwater super regional. Uh, if you are an Oklahoma state fan, we, we got to watch Oklahoma state kind of resurge last night. Uh, it looked like another game for the cowgirls where we were going to see them fall down into a, into a one run hole and, and not be able to dig themselves out. But in the fourth inning, Kylie Naomi got things going and, uh, right after her home run, um, Oklahoma State just looked different. They went on to win eight to one. Uh, took a one zero lead in the Stillwater Super Regional, and and that's a team that I'd be watching out for. If I if if you're not familiar with what Oklahoma State has done uh, this season, they started off thirty nine and three. It was the best start uh, to a season in in their history, and uh, they ended up losing eleven of their last thirteen games. But the team that I saw last night looked a lot more like the team that held the number two ranking in the country for several weeks. Um, the team that I saw last night is certainly capable of playing themselves uh, deep into the women's college world series next week. And uh, I certainly think that they've got a good shot at that. If they continue to play the way that they did, uh, they'll take Oregon on again tonight at five o'clock. Uh, the ducks are going to face Kelly Maxwell this evening. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how they transition, how they, um, if they go back to the drawing board after struggling last night against Lexi Kilfoyle, who was just fantastic uh, in, in that game. Uh, your Norman Super Regional, number one Oklahoma, uh, will host number 16 Clemson. First game starts uh, this afternoon at 1 o'clock. The Sooners will uh, definitely be looking to keep their run going. Uh, they've won 46 games in a row. If they can beat Clemson today, being Friday, uh, that will extend their winning streak to 47 games, which would tie the NCAA record for for wins in a row. Uh, so that game is on ESPN2 at 1 p.m. Uh, game two of that uh, series will be played on Saturday at 12 uh, at noon uh, on ESPN2. Uh, the Durham Super Regional, we've got number eight Duke and number nine Stanford. That game is currently going on. Uh, let's check in on the score there. Hold for me just a second here. We've got Duke up one nothing in the top of the fifth. Uh, the Blue Devils out of the ACC. I, I think I, be- I believe I actually took Stanford in this series. So to see them up one zero is is a little bit uh, surprising to me. But that game's far from over. That series is far from over. Obviously, uh, you got to win two to advance, and and it'll be fun to see those two duke it out. Uh, but no pun intended. Uh, we've got number five, Alabama versus number 12, Northwestern. That game is on ESPNU at 7 p.m. tonight. 
I don't think we're going to see Montana Fouts, yeah, which is which is a big loss for Alabama. But they were able to get through the regional last weekend without her. Uh, it'll be tough against Northwestern, but I think Alabama's got the tools to get it done. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how they how they look with uh, another week without Fouts. She apparently has a hyperextended knee. I don't know the severity of it. Uh, it didn't. She didn't look great in a brace last weekend, so I wouldn't anticipate her being in. But who knows? Um, game two of that series will be played tomorrow night at eight p.m. Here's one I'm really excited about: the Knoxville Super Regional between number four Tennessee and number thirteen Texas. Tennessee has the national home run leader in Kiki Malloy. Uh, they also have Ashley Rogers in the circle, whose ERA is, uh, I believe, 0.73 on the year. She's been fantastic. And uh, I, I think that uh, Tennessee is the better team. But I think Texas has the talent to push Tennessee. And the one concern for me is Texas's youth. I spoke about this uh, or, or wrote about this on Heartland College Sports, just that I think the one thing that Texas needs to focus on is just not letting the moment get too big. And if they can do that, if they can avoid uh, letting the moment become bigger than what it is, uh, they should give Tennessee all that they want. And so that the first game of that series is at 3 p.m. here on Friday um, on ESPN2. And game two of that series will be played at 2 p.m. on Saturday. The Seattle Super Regional. Uh, will will feature number seven Washington playing host to Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns uh, coming out of LSU's region. And uh, the first game will be played at 9 p.m. tonight on ESPN2, so you'll need to stay up pretty late for that one uh, if you're here in Big 12 country. And I, I really like what I saw from the Huskies to finish out uh, the if-necessary game in regionals last week. They were dead to rights. I mean, McNeese had them down 6-0, in the seventh inning and just an amazing comeback from the Huskies to put up seven runs to get out of that. Uh, and then to turn around and, and get three outs after such an emotional turnaround. It was just, it was a good showing for Washington. Um, but don't sleep on Louisiana. I, I, I like the raging Cajuns here uh, to, to at least push Washington to three games and, and see what happens. Um, game two will be played tomorrow night at 6 PM. Uh, and that should be in what should be another fun one. And then the final Super Regional is the Salt Lake City Super Regional featuring number 15, Utah, against San Diego State. Um, As fate will have it, Utah was the uh, team to start UCLA's losing streak uh, in the Pac-12 championship game, and UCLA did not make it out of their regional, and San Diego State is the team that actually made it out of there. They didn't – the Aztecs didn't even face UCLA – they were knocked out before that was even uh, said with UCLA going 0-2. But San Diego State is is a team that is ranked well within the top 40 of uh, RPI, and I think that they're a team that definitely can give Utah a run for their money. Uh, but Utah just looked fantastic last weekend, and, and uh, I think I like the Utes there uh, to win that one. So let's, let's just let's finish off the show here with who makes it to Oklahoma city this, this, uh, this next week. Um, I think I like the Oklahoma Sooners over Clemson. Uh, what Valerie Cagle brings to Clemson in the circle is going to be the key in this game. She threw almost 200 pitches last weekend over 17 innings. 
Um, Oklahoma is going to present the biggest test she's seen all season. So I think that that's going to be uh, something to watch, but I like the Sooners to advance in that one. I, I, I'm still going to stick with Stanford um, despite them being down one to nothing right now. Uh, I think Stanford is going to be able to, to, to get out of the Durham regional or super regional rather. Uh, I like Stanford to, to advance to Oklahoma city in that one between Alabama and Northwestern. I'm going to roll with the tide on this one. I, I do think that it's going to be tougher with, uh, out Fouts in the circle, but I do think that, that the tide can get the better of Daniel Williams and Northwestern. Uh, so I'll take the tide to advance in that one. Uh, the Tennessee, Texas matchup, despite being a big 12 site, uh, and a writer for Heartland College Sports. I think I'm going to roll with Tennessee on this one. I just think Kiki Malloy and Ashley Rogers are just too much for, for the young Texas team. Texas is going to be a force uh, for years to come with with how talented they are uh, across the board with several freshmen making the All-Big 12 team, but I think I just like Tennessee too much in this one. Uh, Florida State versus Georgia, they took the early lead uh, 1-0 last night with a win. I'm going to take Florida State to advance in that one. Um, I like Oklahoma State to beat Oregon and advance to Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma City for the fourth straight year. So I will roll with Oklahoma State. Uh, Washington versus Louisiana. I'm going to take the upset in this one. I like Louisiana to, to, to advance out of this one. Uh, after the Raging Cajuns took down LSU and Baton Rouge, I think that they go on the road, and I think that they're able to take down Washington uh, and make their first ever Women's College World Series and then finally, I'm going to take Utah to beat San Diego State in uh, Salt Lake City and make it back to their first Women's College World Series for the first time since 1994. So give me Oklahoma, Stanford, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida State, Oklahoma State, Louisiana, and Utah as my eight teams to make the Women's College World Series next week. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. We really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for the podcast every week. Remember, if you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.